0: Okay.
1: So Bible questions and answers with regards to relationships. So the first question out of the gate here. What does the Bible say about kissing before marriage? My lost friends are baffled by my stance on this, and I can't really give them proof as to why this kissing before marriage is wrong, except for it provokes intimacy. I would like to be able to present more Bible proofs that... Are biblically, that's biblically based um, so I, I kind of edited the question a little bit but this person is, is also going off of the example of their parents and what they've seen and what they've experienced from their parents yes sir uh,
0: what does intimacy mean intimacy Yeah.
1: intimacy has a couple different correlations with it intimacy is also the physical relationship between a man and a woman Oh, okay. So we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get we're gonna get into that a little bit here as well. So the response on this question is unfortunately there's not there's not really a short answer on this which he, which which they're looking for. So we're just gonna kind of dig into this. Go to Genesis two. Because when I was studying this out to find something that was um, intimate with regard to kissing, I did not really come up with anything. In fact, the first mention of a kiss in the Bible is actually between uh, Jacob and Isaac when um, Jacob's deceiving him out of, the, uh, out, of his, out of Esau's blessing. So remember, you know, Isaac can't see, he's blind, and, the you know, Isaac goes to give Jacob the blessing, and one of the respectful things that they did was that there was a kiss given in that, in that entire situation. So that's really the first mention of a kiss, which is in Genesis 27, 26 and 27, but it has nothing to do with the relationship between a man and a woman. So when I dug into this a little bit more, this is really kind of where I landed um, on this. So Genesis 2 20 through 23. We covered a number, we covered a number, a lot of these verses in the previous week starting this uh, study out. I jump, where am I? I'm jumping off of here. Twenty-three. The focus on twenty-four and twenty-five. So verses twenty-four and twenty-five. Therefore, shall a man leave his mother and his leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. So it's declared in verse twenty-four that a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. So the one flesh obviously is the is the intimacy portion of the relationship between the two. So the ordinance of marriage is established, and it's the will of God for a man and a woman, and the physical intimacy thereof being one flesh. So god, god wired man and, and women for this desire. Okay? And we're all you guys are young adults in here, you guys all understand that aspect of it. But, again, it's within the confinement of a marriage. All right? He says wife, not side chick, not girlfriend, not friend with whatever, okay? And I'm going to get into a little bit more of that as well here, further into the lesson. She's supposed to be special to the man. God created her to be a helpmeet, Okay? So, verse 25, And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Understand that there was no sin yet. Okay? So, really, they had no idea that they weren't even clothed. That's impossible for us to really get our heads around because we don't understand being sinless. At this point in time, they're sinless. And you say, how does this have to do with kissing in a relationship? Well, I'm getting to it. Okay? So, fast forward to chapter 3. So go to chapter 3. Genesis. Yes, chapter 3, Genesis 3. So the woman... She's deceived first into sin, and we covered that last week you know, by the serpent and her husband. And the eyes of them were both opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And because of this sin, God's response to them. Verse 11, And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Verse 22, And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become naked, as one of us to know good and evil and now lest he pe- lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever so think about this whole thing going down it's a it's it's a it's a crazy situation they're not supposed to understand it it was never god's will for man to understand sin But God had to give us a choice, and that was from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And again, we're all familiar with these verses. All these things tie into this. So they're never supposed to understand sin. They were never supposed to understand the nakedness of their bodies while in total fellowship with God, their creator and father. So... After all that's said and done, think about how things are now. They have this introduction of sin. All these things go down. God rebukes them. He boots them out of the garden, puts cherubims up, guards the, guards the gate. Now they're out. They've got to go live off the land. They've got to figure this out. So those two, what do we do? What do we do? Had a bad day. So they probably make themselves a little camp. You know, he's mad at her. She's mad at him. Why'd you blame it on me? Why'd you blame it on me? You know, they may have had the first argument. Who knows? But they had a bad day. So they stop. Now, mind you, they've been given a command. They've been, they've been given a command to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. What does that mean? You're smiling. You get it. They have a job to do. Just as we have a job to do still today. God gave them this command. This is the first husband and wife. Okay? So they're probably chilling out. You know, they got their little goatskin robes on. They're finally sitting down, still kind of huffing and puffing at each other, but they're chilling. And Adam's looking at her. And he's like, hmm. And she's looking at him. Hmm. Huh. So uh, still mad? Maybe. You gonna come over here and find out? Who knows? Who knows how it went down? But the point is, they could do that within the confines of their marriage. They're not boyfriend and girlfriend. God has put them together. There's an intimacy and a physical level within your relationship as a husband and wife where it's it's no holds barred. Okay, That's your wife. That's your husband. It's a private matter and that's how it should stay. And then you've got the example of Sodom and Gomorrah and all the sexual twisted sin. If the mind can think it, when it, comes to, when it comes to perversion, it can be done with that. It's sad. It's sick. And ultimately, it was judged then, and it'll be judged again. That's coming. So the long, the long road to answer this question is it's a personal conviction. It's a personal <laughs> conviction for this individual. But I personally think it's a very good personal conviction because it's a testimony. It's a testimony in who they are. It keeps them even more sanctified from this world. They look less like this world. They talk less like this world. They act less than this world does. And I will tell you this much. It is going to make a very, very, very thin line for whoever that individual takes an interest in this other individual because it's going to take exactly who God puts there so if you want to get it all the way down to brass tacks and this person said I'm not kissing anybody before marriage how many guys are going to cut bait and bail the majority even believers and I'm not even going to go into anything further on that one that's another topic for another time because that one's rather personal who knows, maybe we'll get there so it's a personal conviction I don't know what your personal convictions are but I would highly recommend if if your intention is to walk after God and not after this world you need to set physical boundaries you need to set physical boundaries and that includes you guys and I get it. That's tough as guys. It's easier for girls. I don't know why for most girls. It's so weird. I don't get it. For guys, maybe it's just how God's wired us. But it's that's, it's very tough. But it's something you guys need to consider when you're looking for a godly woman. And you need to be praying about that. You need to be praying and asking the Lord for a Proverbs 31 virtuous woman. And if you're serious about it, the Lord will honor that. Sure, go for it.
0: So the other thing that I think with the personal conviction you have to be honest with yourself about is who you are if you know that kissing leads to more with you then you need to stay away from it just like every other sin you know like for me I'm not enticed by alcohol I can be around people who drink alcohol I'm not enticed by it but if you're enticed by it you should stay away far far away like not even think about it if you're enticed physically just by holding hands or kissing somebody, you should not do those things because it's going to lead you down a path that's going to take you into sin, far not. So you need to be honest with yourself about who you are and what your weak points are and stay far away from those weak points. So it might not be an issue, like for a girl, they might not get excited about a kiss, but a guy, nine times out of 10, they're going to get pretty excited about a kiss. So you got to be careful about what you allow in your relationships with other people, especially with the opposite sex and somebody that you're very attracted to. You have to be very careful about what you allow into your relationship and in the context of where you are. So you should never be alone with the opposite sex because it's just a bad recipe. Like, it's just bad. It's a Bad
1: idea. Yeah, you'll start thinking thoughts. I mean, when I was your guys' age, I was lost and, you know around you know go to a party or hanging out with some friends or whatever and you know just yeah you need to know
0: yourself you you need to know and like bible says like you need to flee from sin. so if you feel like you're going into a sinful place even in your mind you need to flee that and get out at the end of the day you just gotta you gotta run
1: which leads us right into where we're going with this so next question we had What does the Bible, because it ties into the same one, what does the Bible say about sex before marriage? So again, with this running in line on kissing, God's plan for intimacy is again between the husband and the wife.
0: Um, Before we talk about stuff, I don't think I want to get a bride because I don't think I'm really mentally prepared for that, like I said. Also, I don't want to have any sex i just not one of those
1: people. You're ahead of the game, because most people they want that so bad that they will train wreck their entire lives getting to it. They will revolve their lives around getting to a relationship, getting married, and they'll forsake everything. And notice they'll go gung ho for it, or they're just so they're just so addicted to relationships, and they're so addicted to to, to the physical intimacy with that and, and outside of the bond of marriage maybe even inside. I mean, there's people that have been through multiple divorces because of name the reasons, whether it's financial or if it, you know, maybe the, you know, maybe they were cheating on each other. That was kind of what happened with
0: my with my parents. And besides, uh, I So don't, So yeah, I rather just keep I rather just have friendship relationships then.
1: Mm-hmm. If that's I, where you're at. That's fine. Friendship
0: relationships.
1: That's per, That's perfectly fine. It's a safe place to be at and it's good that you recognize that that's a lot to learn from actually
0: it's better to have friends sometimes it's best to have a friendship than a relationship
1: not a lot of times that's how it needs to start it's how it started with with my wife and I so Bible so sex before marriage so what is it known as so a few terms to throw out there fornication which is where this is going flea fornication Fornication is the incontinence or lewdness of unmarried persons, male or female. Also, the criminal conversation of a married man with an unmarried woman. Again, who are you around in what setting? And don't think that you won't wind up in certain settings because it can happen. You never know. You can get tempted. I'm telling you. I've been in these
0: spots. Also, you have you have technically have to do it so that you can populate populate the world.
1: Yeah, there's more that's tied into that, but that's we're not we're not going to go on that side of it right now. Yeah.
0: Completely.
1: The other thing associated with sex before marriage, what you would be known as an adulterer or an adulteress. Go to Leviticus chapter twenty. Uh, what was it again? Leviticus. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Uh, chapter twenty. Now, mind you, this is the law of the Jews. Um,
0: Leviticus, um, what was it? Chapter
1: twenty. Leviticus twenty.
0: Leviticus
1: Leviticus twenty. Yep. Verse ten. Somebody want to take it? Go for it, it, Brandon. He had his hand up, though. But...
0: Yeah. And the man that committeth adultery with another man's wife, even he that committeth adultery with his neighbor's wife, adulterer and adulteress shall surely be
1: put to death. Ooh. That's... They weren't were playing about this type of thing. Now, the other thing I didn't cover, well, I'll get to that in a minute. So shall surely be put to death. They didn't play around with how this stuff went. You're supposed to honor... You're supposed to honor the marriage relationship between a man and a woman and people around those people, okay? Matthew 5.28 says, But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. James four four, Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever, therefore, will be a, be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. And really this is the whole the whole the whole chapter four in James that applies. It's a hard issue. It's a hard issue. You're gonna be a fornicator, you're gonna be an adulteress, you going to be you're gonna be a home wrecker. You're gonna be a badge chaser. A badge I saw a lot I saw a lot of those when I worked at the airport. A badge
0: what?
1: Badge chaser. Or a star what do they call them? Star chasers. It's when, it's women that it's women that have an infatuation with police officers. Mm-hmm. They're addicted to the badge. Because normally police officers are pretty good looking guys if they're younger. Bad what do you badge see you call them? Badge bun badge bunnies, that's it. Badge bunnies. Badge bunnies. <laughs> badge, bunny. Badge, bunny. badge bunny. Badge bunnies are an adulteress. Call it what it is. I was around these people. When I worked at the airport, it was awful. That place was that place was Sodom and of itself. There was women that worked at the ticket counters that were sleeping around on their husbands with sheriffs, the sheriffs that were posted there, the sheriff's rotation they'd rotate these people in and out every six months or so, so they'd have shift bids. And them sheriffs, boy, they love getting posted at the airport. Uh,
0: that, uh, posted uh, I mean post I posted. It,
1: on a- it was where they were assigned to work. Uh,
0: that is-
1: and that's why. There's a lot of dark things that go on around us that you, a lot of times we're protected and shielded from it, and thank the Lord that He does. But that's the mindset that you don't want to be in. Going after those types of things, having an interest in a married woman, having an interest in a married man, home wreckers. I've watched it happen around me, people that I've known personally. <laughs>
0: 's been a nightmare
1: so sex before marriage gets you in a whole heap and a whole heap of trouble it completely I mean God'll restore you okay so if you ever wind up in a sin I pray none of you guys ever go this far astray from the lord i on, I honestly do God will restore you but know that you can you can leave a trail of damage in your path that is second to none i've watched people do it and i've seen the consequences of those people's lives that have done it you want a hug <laughs> i'm good man thanks I appreciate, I appreciate i appreciate you reaching out
0: i'm just trying to be nice you need you, a little bit of you're good bro i appreciate it you need some happiness
1: <laughs> i got a lot of happiness all right so what's the resolution What's the Bible say? The Bible says abstain. <gasps> oh, the word that we don't want to hear. Abstain. Uh, what, it means what? I gotta not do it. Ab uh, what? Abstain.
0: Uh, what the heck is that?
1: Abstain means to stay away from. Stay away from, don't do. I didn't look up the actual 1828 of it, but abstain means off limits. It's, I'm
0: it's gonna, off limits. I'm gonna move around because I need I need to move around.
1: Okay, so first Thessalonians four two through five, I'll just read it for you guys. for ye you know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus, for this is the will of God, even your sanctification that ye should abstain from fornication and being a for it doesn't say with being a fornicator, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence even as the Gentiles, which know not God.
0: Mm, that's so,
1: byproduct of this relationship is sanctification from the world. The world has sex before marriage. The believer waits on the Lord. You wait on the Lord for who they have for you. It may take a long time. We didn't get married till how old, how old were we? Twenty. No, we were older than that. We didn't have Darren until I was twenty-eight. So, I mean, we were in our mid-latter twenties. So it may take some time.
0: That's another. That's another.
1: Then fifteen years from now, I can't wait that long. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. But if you want to go make a train wreck of your life in the next fifteen years, you're free to do that. Adam and Eve did, and we're here from it. Think about that for a second. Let that sink in. And
0: look at who we are now. Disgusting, yes. filthy people. Yeah, but God's, al-
1: but God's also been good to give us a Savior and we could have redemption through him. So thankfully we do have that and that's one thing I don't want you guys to lose sight of.
0: Yeah, so most of us can be holy.
1: So, side note, concupiscence, concupiscence if you don't know the uh, definition of it, it's lust unlawful or irregular desire of sexual pleasure in a more general sense the coveting of carnal things or an irregular appetite for worldly good for worldly good inclination for unlawful enjoyments. You will you will do yourself well to abstain from all these manners because it will cause you a lot of trouble so, next question. You guys all right out there? Yeah, is doing good. Okay. Any questions so far? I'm not scaring y'all, am I? Okay. You know,
0: That's what's that? <laughs> what you say? Terrifying.
1: Not terrifying. <laughs> I mean, you know. You know, you're not. Your brother's not a smart mouth like you. I kind of like that. Excuse me. <laughs> I like that, Gavin.
0: You know, today's church is really not. It's really doing well. It's doing great. Today's church is doing well. We're getting there.
1: All right, next question.
0: Is it too early to pursue a relationship in high school if both are godly and seeking the Lord and focusing spiritual first? That isn't. It. it just it actually is a confusing question. I think. A little bit. A little bit.
1: We're going to work through that. All right. So is it too early to pursue a relationship in high school if both are godly and seeking the Lord and focusing spiritual First,
0: I would say um, probably wait. That's what I think. This is a loaded
1: question. Loaded. Okay. This is a loaded question. It is complicated for a number of matters. And you're going to have to forgive me as I read this because I had to really kind of dictate this whole thing out. So due to the age you're at, being past the age of accountability okay so you are accountable to the lord all right you're not children anymore all right your accountability due to puberty as you realize that you're a sinner and really the gravity of sin and the death of sin comes from this understanding of sexual sin let's just be honest that's when i understood it as a kid that's when the gravity set in for me oh girls are kind of interesting actually they're a lot interesting you're nice. And then all the trouble that comes with them. Nothing against girls. You cause nice. guys a lot of trouble. Vice versa. Anyway. <laughs> they are nice. So, yeah. you realize you're a sinner. You understand the gravity of the sin and the death. It's personal. Lustful desire for the opposite sex that you didn't have as a, as a, as a child. So physically... Despite the fact that you're kids per se, even though I don't like to refer to you as that because you're not really, but in your parents' eyes, you still are. You're their kid. So you are of a correct age in which to pursue a relationship with the opposite sex, okay? You're of the age to understand it, right? You see a relationship with your parents or your grandparents. Or whoever, you see marriages that are successful, or even marriages that you see, man, I don't want to be like that. Whichever. But you guys get it, right? Okay. We're on the same page here. So, physically you're the correct age to pursue a relationship. However, there is the aspect of the authority with your parents. Many of your parents, especially you girls, have 100% no dating restrictions in place until a certain age. Am I right or wrong? Chances are you don't. If you don't know that you have an age restriction, if you ask him, I bet you'd find out tonight. Yeah. Thirty.
0: Thirty You'd be like, what? You'd be like what?
1: Really what they're looking for, they're they're gonna gauge your maturity, most of most most parents. Most parents that have wise discernment. Now I don't know, some of your parents I know personally, some I don't but I think they're going to be able to tell with you. They're going to probably be able to tell better than you'll be able to tell. So that leads me into this, okay? This is not a permission slip from anybody or any leader in this ministry for you to go home and say to your parents, well, our ministry leaders think that we're old enough to date. No, that's not a permission slip. That's, a, that's between you and your parents, Not anything between us. You know what our job is to do? Police it. Police it to make sure that it doesn't cause trouble amongst this group. That is what our job as leaders is to do. And ultimately, if you guys truly are, truly are a young spiritual couple, you guys have got your act together individually, and that's where this comes down to. You've got your individual acts together in your walk with the Lord. You've got an independent walk. That other person has an independent walk. And when you guys are together, that gels. There's cohesion. You can see God working in your relationship at this age. That's also job of leaders to help cultivate within within reason. Okay? That's our position as leaders. So don't any one of you go back and say, Well, he says I'm of the right age. You're of the right age to understand it. It doesn't mean that you should go do it. Make sense? Not meaning to yell at you, but this is something that we have to take a stand on as leaders. we got to watch you guys. we got to pay attention. Make sure that you're not in here. And this turns into a little fornication ground for you when Ooh. you have an opportunity. Seriously. It's oh, yeah. You want to know a personal? Not a personal story, but not for me. Wasn't me. I was good.
0: <laughs> I've, I've shared it before,
1: but I went. There was a church that I wanted to when I was in my middle school years, and my buddy, we were there, and he was sitting next to this girl, and he had his hand up her skirt in the middle of Sunday school. We bust any of you like that, boys. It's off <laughs> It's gonna be on. But you know what? What's nice about you guys as a group, by and whole, by and large with the majority of you having grown up in this church and others of you getting acclimated, you guys have been coming, you know, now for, for a good spell of time, you guys are getting, getting it. You know, us as leaders, it's a blessing for us as leaders and we don't typically have to police you guys like that. That's truly an honor. And we honestly pray that that's how you guys remain through your high school years and you grow into those relationships and you do find a godly, a godly spouse or a godly person to date. That's truly our wish. If that's your desire, we share that same desire with you. We get it. We get it as leaders. And it's important for us as leaders to have sound marriages and sound families. We need to be biblical examples to you guys. It's just as important. Our relationships, you should be able to look at us and go, I kind of like what they got going on there. And you get it. That's what I saw with my grandparents. And that's what I knew what I wanted when I was 14. A marriage that lasted 50 years. If it wouldn't wind up in a courtroom because you got mad at each other or you couldn't work it out or you spent the whole place broke. Take your pick. Good dry mouth. So.
0: Imagine if we all just not have sex and at this very moment. That will be just, it would be terrible. But it would be Yeah, it would work. Thanks. Awesome. So
1: I I think I might have ended up covering the majority of my points. I didn't even know it. So I asked you guys, you know, there's basically a little self-survey that you have to take of yourself and where you're at. One of the things about this was, so you think you're ready. You think you're ready to be in a relationship, but... You know, your parents may see otherwise from the outside looking in. You may be consumed in some self-pride and thinking that you are ready. Okay? take a, So examine yourselves. Do you have an interest in more than one person for a relationship right now? Do you have eyes for more than one guy, more than one girl? Just saying. Sometimes people see the variety rather than tunnel vision. Okay. So what can this lead to? In this case, if you're looking for that, maybe you start talking with the one person. You're talking with them for you know a while, months or whatever, things go south. Then you start hooking up with another person. You know what you are? You're a player. I'm gonna call you straight up. That's playing. You go from one person to the next person, next person, that didn't work out, next person, next person, next person. You know what that does in a ministry? That puts a wet blanket on it. So you guys gotta guard that. Don't be a player. Be praying. Be praying about who might be a good fit for you. Don't play like that. Your flesh is in the way, and you need to examine that. Each of your spiritual walks independently with the Lord. We covered that. You should be able to identify that. Have each of you been discipled? Do you guys have a desire to disciple beyond the high school years? Do you have a desire to invest what God's invested into you and to somebody else? Do you want to truly seek after the Lord? Does that other person want to? You've got to look at all these aspects. You've got to discern all these things. I love serving with my wife in ministry. There hasn't really been a ministry that her and I haven't served in. The majority of them we have. It's an honor. It's an honor. It's a lost man. I never thought of doing any of this, ever. It was an honor to be in London with her. It's an honor to the fact that our entire testimony, our marriage, God's, God's hand's all over it. You can stand here and, and, and talk for miles about what he's done and what he's doing in our lives. That's something you should be looking for. There should be nothing but a testimony of God and how your relationship starts out and how it builds and how it evolves he should be the one leading it the entire way with you being submissive to it Stephen got into that last week I tried to find some godly examples or not godly but biblical examples of ages in here and so I thought about Josiah the king I wanted to, uh, he was a good king of Israel he, he became a king at 8 years old I thought okay you know, when did he get married? Does it talk about his wife? And it doesn't. So I didn't want to go too crazy trying to find a biblical example of uh, of a solid marriage, at least out of the Old Testament. Now you have Aquila and Priscilla in the New Testament. They have a solid marriage, and that's one that's worth studying out as well. So, you know, it goes for the age of where these things start. Josiah was young. If I do a little bit of math, he may have been in his Latter teens, early 20s, when he became a father. um, He did did the reading of the law when he was 18. Um, He was the the king of Israel um, for 31 years. And then Jehoiakim, who succeeded him, was 25 years of age when he succeeded his father. So if you want to go back and read those verses out, and uh, it's in 2 Chronicles 3, you're welcome to try to do the math on it. I'm not going to sit here and try to play guessing game, but I would guess that he was a younger man when he became a father, probably in his earlier 20s, if I were to guess. But don't quote me to that. But just gives you an idea for a time reference. And again, their entire economy was different then. They didn't have colleges, they have higher education, master's degrees, any of that stuff. They had none of that. In fact, a lot of it was trades. You learned what your dad did, and you went from there. You built businesses. Or you built whatever it was that you did. So, the last question, we'll blow through this here pretty quick. At least I'll try to because I got a lot on it. Will there be marriages in heaven? Go to Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12. We need to bite this off pretty quick. All right. So to answer this quickly, then come unto the Sadducees. Then come unto him the Sadducees, which say there is no resurrection. And they asked him, saying, Master, Moses wrote unto us, if a man's brother die and leave his wife behind him him, and leave no children, that his brother should take his wife and raise up seed unto his brother. There now there were seven brethren, and the first took a wife, and dying left no seed. And the second took her and died, and they neither left he any seed. You know, and it goes on to this, and really what they're trying to do is they're they're trying to entrap Jesus in doctrine. It's what the Sadducees always did. This is just another one. However, twenty four, and Jesus answering said unto them, Do ye not therefore err because ye not know the scriptures, neither the power of God? For when they shall rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage. But are as the angels which are in heaven, okay, and is touching the dead that they rise, have ye not read in the book of Moses? he's rebuking them how how in the book bu- how in the bush, God spake unto him, saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, He is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. ye therefore go, ye therefore do greatly err now the reference cross reference verse for that. It's Deuteronomy 25, 5 through 10, and it's the law which Jesus is referring to that they should know, but he's also referring to the resurrection that comes after. And the Sadducees, just, again, they're just trying to trip him up. Isaiah 64, 4, For since the beginning of the world men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, neither hath I seen, O God, beside thee, what he hath pre- prepared for him that waiteth for him. You can't imagine it. And finally, Matthew twenty-two, thirty, this kind of puts the boat anchor in the whole thing. If you were thinking you were going to be married in heaven, for in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels of God in heaven. So, so biblically, it is pretty safe to assume that there are not marriages in heaven. No. We die, we pass. We're in heaven, and ultimately we'll be servants for God, but some other readings that I did on this is you know we're going to be sinless, we're going to have new bodies, okay We really can't imagine the economy of it. Heaven's relatively vague in the, in the in the description of it in the Bible, but we've got a whole lot to go on on how to get there and how to live our lives prior to getting there, and that's what all this ties into
0: yes, sir. and it says
1: in revelation fourteen twelve through thirteen that we will have rest from our labors also. We labor here, we wear out, we get tired, but it's said there that we will not, we will, we will have rest from those labors. But we will also be serving Jesus.
0: So we will, be, we will all be served equally.
1: Any, any questions? Well, I don't know. That's all I'm saying. It's a vague topic and I didn't study way too far into it, so I don't want to say something the Bible doesn't say. Any questions?
0: I just want oh, to we would still be we will we still be treated? Will we still be treated treated fairly with God? Of course. Yeah, because yeah. I don't want to end, I don't want to be worked and worked for the rest of my no. life. No, He's a
1: just God. He's
0: a just.
1: Yeah, He's a just God. He's fair and just. He's fair and the Bible says so. He's. If you trust in that, you trust in that. All right, let's. Uh, fair and just. One of you guys pray real quick. Tyler, go for it.